Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. We got another word coming in about 15 minutes. You know it's a keyword, John. You know it can lead to money. Well, not for you. Not for me, so I mean... But for a lucky listener. Yeah, I know. I mean, uh, good for them, but I... I... Well, you gotta you gotta hype it because you know you're excited for the listeners, aren't sure. you? Yes. All right. I so care. listen up at about three twenty for everyone the keyword and the instructions that go with it, so you have a chance to win the money. Uh, later on this hour, speaking of money, it didn't take long for there all the way to be already to be a screw up in this uh, California inflation gas tax relief money that's going out to people. We'll explain what that is coming up also. After we give away the money at around 320. We've had uh, Brian Claypool on many times. He's an attorney and he often gets involved in cases involving uh, wrongful deaths connected to uh, abuse by parents and uh, girlfriends and boyfriends of little children that uh, somehow uh, involve some really uh, bad work by the L.A. County uh, uh what was what, the children and child services, a- yeah. child services agency? I mean, they, you, you know, the stories, it's really awful. One of them involves uh, Noah Quattro and um, we're going to get him on now. Brian, Brian Claypool Brian to talk Claypool, about this. Uh, Brian, how are you? Good, good. Great to be back with you guys. Uh, just a really quick rundown of the Noah Quattro case for people who are not familiar. Or don't remember clearly ex- in just a few words. What happened to him? Yeah, in July 6, 2019, um, he was allegedly murdered by his his mom and father. Prior to that, a social worker had filed a 26-page petition with the court, dependency court, to have him removed because he was under risk of being harmed. The DCFS social workers get the order from the commissioner to remove Noah and save him, and they simply ignored the order and two weeks later, he he was murdered. Now, you're, so, now, you're, now today you you had an event at the L.A. County Board of Supervisors. Of course, we should also mention Brian was involved in representing family members of uh, Anthony Avalos, and the L.A. County Board of Supervisors did approve a thirty-two million dollars settlement in that torture and death 
of that little boy in 2018. But you wanted to also call attention to what the L.A. County lawyers are doing in, in the case of uh, Noah Quattro's family members, right? Yeah, great. Thanks for letting me do that. Just so your listeners know, we sued on behalf of Noah's two siblings for wrongful death. And then we also sued on behalf of his great-grandmother, Ava Hernandez, because she had custody of Noah for two years when he was younger. So the case was moving along. And then recently, the most vile, reprehensible thing ever happened to me in my career. Lawyers for the county filed a motion to try to throw out our case on behalf of these kids and Ava on the grounds that these kids don't have standing to sue because, get this, the person who might have standing to sue is the mom who is alleged to have murdered Noah. It's the most vile thing I've ever seen. So basically what they're saying to us is you don't have enough evidence to prove that the mother was a co-conspirator, co-conspirator in murdering her son. Therefore, the judge should throw out your case. Here's the problem with that. That's at odds with the L.A. County District Attorney who indicted the mother based on a grand jury indictment. It's a grand jury indictment with over 50 witnesses, over 1,000 pages of documents. And now we have these desperate civil lawyers placing in jeopardy the criminal prosecution. Because think about it. The county on one hand is now saying, you don't have evidence. Yet the DA says, oh, yes, we do. So it creates a patent conflict of interest. Are they waiting for a conviction to, to, to say that you have standing or your clients have standing? Yeah. Or? Yeah, but that's not. Yeah. They wanted us to stay the case, but we're not going to stay the case for, you know, this case. I talked to John and Tommy yesterday, the prosecutor. The Quattro case probably won't get to trial till the end of uh, next year. But but the law, just so you guys know, in California is we don't have to wait for the, the criminal case to be resolved. The law is we, we simply have to prove it's a different standard by preponderance of the evidence. So 51 to 49. Right. So, so we're eventually we're going to get a hearing you know, our day in court. It'll probably be for, before a civil jury. The way this is going to flush out is we'll probably get a jury trial sometime this year, and we'll have to prove to the jury by 51 to 49 that both mom and dad murdered Noah. That's how we get it resolved. And we're, and we're 100% confident we can do that because you guys remember the medical reports, right? But Noah was suffering. He, he, he was strangled. But, let, but let's let's remind everybody, he had injury, He had brain injuries that were longstanding. He, he, he was anally raped by the dad. He had rib injuries that dated back many months. Why is that important? Because under the felony murder rule in California, mom is guilty, just like the, even if the dad did it, right? Let's say the dad allegedly strangled Noah. The mom has a legal duty to protect Noah. She's committing felony child abuse by letting, it, letting him do that, right? Because she's at home when it happens. Therefore, she's guilty under felony murder. So we're confident we can do this, guys. But the fact that we, we in the civil case have to spend time doing that, to me, is, is reprehensible. These lawyers should not be raising these arguments. So, so the defendants in the case are the parents and L.A. County? The defendants in the case are, are, are simply L.A. County, yeah. So we're so, and let, let me speak real quick to your audience about this. It's staggering. So remember that, remember, a social worker went to a court to get a removal order. So she was doing the right thing. I took depositions of all the supervisors who, invo- who were involved in this case. Not a single supervisor ever read the petition before they said we're not going to honor 
the order. And then when the order came in from the court, can you believe this? Not one single person ever within L.A. County DCFS reviewed the order. Why is that important? Because in this court order, it mandated. It's non-negotiable. It was mandated that within 72 hours, Noah needed to be retrieved and subjected to a forensic sexual abuse examination. Had that been done, he'd be alive today. But nobody read it. Why do you think they're raising this argument now on standing, right? Because they know how bad, bad, how bad this is going to look now in front of a jury. How many supervisors did not read the report or the order? Oh, my God. At least three. At least three. three. At and- least three supervisors. They never read the order. And, and, and look, let's face it. I have to call, call it like it is. The woman who, who petitioned to get the removal order, a woman named Susan Johnson, even she got – like the order came through. It comes through to their department, and nobody – like nobody picked it up and read it, and they all just said – we're not going to comply with this order. We think that the parents are being treated unfairly. We think we need a person that speaks Spanish when, when nobody, only one person in the entire family spoke Spanish. I mean, I will tell you guys, like you have me on in a lot of cases. This takes the cake. Why? Because it's, it's complete reckless. This is just beyond reckless disregard. So Now, this is in the hands of a judge to decide whether or not uh, they're standing. Is that what's going to happen? Or? Yeah, exactly. So there's a hearing. There's a hearing on on um, October 27 in Pomona uh, with a judge. But 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 look, we're no. confident we're going to we're going to defeat that hearing. This doesn't and, seem and like L.A. Get... County would have a case at all on this matter. I mean, it, it just sounds absurd. Yeah, I know. Right, right, right. So we had to attach Imagine our, our, our the papers we filed were like 100 pages of like medical documents. So basically we're having to prove up now the criminal case within the civil case, right, to show to show that, that mom and dad killed Noah. I mean, let's face it. Who else was Noah with? Them, right? There is a pattern of years. Remember, just to remind your listeners, when Noah was a little infant, was like one year old, he had to go back to Eva, his great-grandma, because he wasn't being fed. He was malnourished. And, and mom had failed to take him to eight medical appointments. So, so we will bury them when it comes to us having to prove now. We're basically going to have to prove up the criminal culpability of the mother and the dad in the, in the civil case. And we'll have at it. We'll get right. it done. All but, right. Thank you yeah. very much, Brian. Yeah, we appreciate Thanks. all your hard work. We'll talk with you again soon. All right, that's Brian Claypool. He's an attorney who's been involved in these child death cases in the L.A. County Child Services Department. One was uh, the 10-year-old Lancaster boy by the name of Anthony Avalos. Today, the L.A. County Board of Supervisors uh, approved a $32 million settlement for that torture and death. And then he was talking about uh, another client, uh, family members of uh, little Noah Quattro, who was killed by his parents. And again, L.A. County with their child services quite responsible. And that's another lawsuit. He wanted to point out the outrage that the L.A. County lawyers were trying to get this dismissed. Coming up, first thing, you'll have a shot at some money. Be listening for the big keyword. John and Ken, KFI, AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All right, we're hopping over into Bidenville on this fine, sunny afternoon. We got some new audio of Joe looking at the teleprompter and literally reading everything on it. It's short. You'll probably enjoy it. But even more importantly, what is Joe doing to try to tamp down the problem with the border? Ah, why do you hear this story concerning El Paso, Texas? It's a call coming up after the news. 
at 3.30. Oh, and also as a side story, why didn't Gavin Newsom come to greet the president when he arrived in California last week? Garcetti was there. Karen Bass was there. Hmm. Strange. Uh, We now turn your attention to the state of California. We all know what happened when they tried to give out pandemic unemployment benefits. Huge amount of fraud, $30 billion, maybe even more. And then when they tried to pull back on the fraud, they were cutting off people who really deserved the money. You can count on the state to screw up any kind of handout program that it's attached to. The latest is these, whatever you want to call them, gas tax refunds, inflation relief money. Uh, They have timed this to the election coming up next month. So they started sending out debit cards. I think this either worked two ways. You could have the money put into your bank account directly, or you could have them send you a debit card. They weren't actually sending out checks. There's obviously a lot of people without money in California who do not have bank accounts. So they could expect debit cards in the mail, debit cards. Well, people started getting them last week. $350. Uh, One of them was Jose Ahumada. He got his $350 debit card in the mail. And just like, you know, when you get a new credit card, it's a phone number on the back to activate the card. He called the number and dead end. What he got was a pre-recorded message in English and Spanish that explained the program, and then the call would end. No option to activate the card. No chance to talk with a representative. No online help. That's right. Just Just disconnected. Thank you very much for calling. Click. Hey, they they say, hey, this is our middle-class tax refund program. Yeah, I know. I got the card. How do I activate it? Uh, Omada said the website and the customer service numbers don't provide any help or assistance. The only way to activate the card is to use the phone and call the number, and that didn't work. You know what's fascinating here? The only purpose of the phone number is so you can (laughs) activate the card. Yes, that's right. They couldn't get that right. There's no other reason they sent you the number. (laughs) And then you call, and they acknowledge that, hey, you got the right number. This is the program. Now, how did they forget to put in an activation (laughs) mechanism? I mean, how does... God, they're stupid, aren't they? Here's the weird part. The debit cards appear to have been mailed early to some people. Uh, According to the state's franchise tax board, that's who's running the rollout of the refunds. The debit cards are expected to be mailed out starting October 25th. Well, today's the 18th, and this was happening last week. It sounds to me like the right hand didn't know what the left hand was doing. And and somebody in the department said, let's start sending out the debit cards while the person that was responsible for getting the phone number set up said, I didn't think we were going yet. All these. It's not ready. All these cubicle drones. What do they do all day? They have meetings, right? They're on Zoom all day. One of them never said, hey, we're going to uh, start this program. People can cash in on the 25th. People are going to start having the debit cards. You've got to have the phone number ready to activate the cards. Heads up. Yeah, no, just nobody sent out that email. Pick a day. Pick the same day for people wow. to receive the cards and, and uh, have the phone line activated. They don't care. And they'll never get fired. Uh. Every day people experience this. I mean, my God, that that whole unemployment debacle, that went on for a year and a half. It affected millions of people. We used to think the DMV was the only big problem until we ran into the pandemic. It's every department. 
because every department has a bad computer system. And every department has useless, uh, useless government workers who don't care, can't get fired. Dumb as a box of rocks, all of them. They claim that as of last night, they fixed the problem. And now the number is active to uh, allow the debit cards to be used. Because the Times inquired. Now, oh, the Times the right, Times apparently right. so, looked into this. And someone uh, at the Franchise Tax Board said, holy crap, get on this. But nobody inside the government. How many hundreds, they didn't notice it. <laughs> how many hundreds of thousands of people you think are working in this department? And nobody noticed. <laughs> Reporter had to call. I still can't get over the number. Nine and a half billion dollars is is the yeah. payment relief program. Well, be, uh, that's a sizable piece of the surplus. Because the taxes are so high, and they can't they can't they have nothing to spend the money on. Yeah, but did you see the latest numbers? Once again, we're I think it was ten to fifteen percent behind the anticipated money coming in to the state. Well, yeah. yeah, this is a terrible again. If you look at the stock markets, they've been mostly down this year. That's exactly what indicates how much money is going to come into it, Sacramento. It's going to be a bad year. It's a bad, stupid system, so you're going to get a bad, stupid result. Because the wealthy bad, people pay all the taxes. Yeah, bad, And they're stupid. not making as much money. Yeah, and the, these, these all this whole crowd, uh, a bunch of woke progressives who hate wealthy people, all they want is to drain them out of money, drive them out of the state. And uh, then when you have a bad stock year like we're having, the money dries up real fast. And then they're all going to be squawking. Well, we have 40 million people in California. 10 million are going to get this through debit card. 8 million direct deposit. 18 million people are going to receive something. I got uh, mine. Well, there, there you go. Right there. <laughs> you got, you got your gas card? Not a gas card. I got it directly deposited. Uh, how much they give you? 350 350 All right. So you buying everybody lunch? I, I can if you want me to. That's my tax money you're spending. <laughs> it's mine too. Huh? It's, I pay too. my taxes I didn't too. Get, I didn't get any back. You make too much. Poor Eric. I got to pay we for raise Eric. money for him? Yeah. All hey, right. You want to uh, go fund me, Paige? <laughs> no, I'm okay. <laughs> He's all right. He's just a young guy obsessed with sports. Okay. Coming up next, we'll be in Bidenville. We got a new piece of audio. We'll talk about what he allegedly did with the migrant problem in Texas. He reached out to an El Paso official. I'll tell you what that was. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. We'd like to formally welcome you to the rest home of old Joe. Welcome to Bidenville, everyone. All men and women created by go, you know the, you know the thing. There's a man on the moon or whatever, you know, something, or, you know, whether those aliens are here or not. I, I commuted for 36 years as Vice President of the United States. A lot of the folks in Amtrak became my family. Not a joke. I was on the television. On television, I was on the telephone. Every time I hear hail of the chief, wonder where the hell is he? Turn around and where, where's, where's the president? What, what, I can't remember it. I was in the foot, him, uh, foot, foot, excuse me, the foothills of the Himalayas with Xi Jinping. For Secretary of Health and Education, I nominated Javier Bacaria. President Harris is a proud Howard alum. Let's go, Brandon. I agree. I got them $1.9 trillion relief so far. Kleptocracy. Yeah. Yeah, why? Kleptocracy. The guys who are the kleptocracies. Come on. <laughs> Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was. Where is Jackie? That's so sad. And now, to give you a tour of Bidenville before your extended stay, here's John and Ken. Former President Kennedy, you here? Where is he? Take a bow. Huh? He's going town to town, wandering around, looking for Jackie. Sad. 
Oh, we're in Bidenville for a few reasons. We're going to play you the first bit of audio that came. Uh, It's very short, but people are enjoying it. Apparently, old Joe was trying to tell people about a website that he can go to to report fraud. So this is what happened. If you get any questionable calls, please tell us by going to report fraud, report fraud, D-O-T-F-T-C dot gov. My Hmm. message to fraudsters looking to cheat the American people is don't do it. We're going to hold you accountable. Let me close with this. Today marks a big step, among others, that my administration is taking to make education a ticket to the middle class that folks can actually afford. So, so he well, he spelled the first dot and then just read the other dot. Right. I mean, usually when people give out websites, they don't spell D-O-T. Well, because people would write D-O-T and then you wouldn't get to the website. That's true, isn't it? You have to put the you have to put in the dot the physical the, dot spelling the out D-O-T. punctuation point. That's right. So, what's the first word of that thing? Of the website? Yeah. What was the first of uh, the website? Report fraud. D-O-T. Report fraud dot. But it's right. spelled D-O-T. So people are going to type in report com. Oh, no. I, and especially because this is, I think, for the elderly, right, who right. get defrauded the who most. Who have uh, the toughest time being on a computer. Oh, shit. Again, he just reads directly from the teleprompter. All right, but so somebody spelled out the D-O-T on the they teleprompter? They probably did, maybe by mistake. Or, or they didn't think he would know? They what? thought maybe if they put up the little dot punctuation point, he might not pick that out. I see. So they phonetically spelled it out. If they put report fraud and then put the dot punctuation point, he might have just, (laughs) I don't know. His staff is trying. Because it was one of those web addresses with two dots. That's why it's a little bit. Yeah, Yeah, they're trying to Joe-proof the the teleprompter scroll there, and uh, they can't. He always outfoxes them. Now, more importantly, on the migrant crisis front, there's a report from the New York Post, and actually they have good backing, city council members. The White House pressured the Democratic mayor of El Paso to not declare a state of emergency over the migrant crisis because it would look Joe look, make Joe look bad. Mm. Remember, they did it in Chicago. They did it in New York City. I guess they didn't want El Paso to do it, too. So they reached out to Mayor Oscar Leeser. When I saw his name, I thought his name was Lesser, but it's Leeser. Do not issue an emergency declaration. Now, El Paso has been incredibly right. overrun by the migrants. It's crisis. one of the biggest embarrassments to Biden. And all they care about is lessening all the negative coverage. They don't care about what's happening to the city. I mean, why would you call the mayor? You should call the mayor. First of all, you should never let it happen. But it happened. You ignore the problem now for two years. And then you're telling the mayor to cover it up and pretend that it's not happening? What the hell? So to back this up, city council members, one of them, Claudia Rodriguez, says, yes, the mayor told me the White House asked him not to declare an emergency. She wasn't the only one that said that. A U.S. congressman, Tony Gonzalez from Texas, said the same thing. He's heard this from several city officials. They were asked to not do that. And you should just say no. No, Mr. Boob. We're overrun (laughs) here because of your idiotic policies. Dot boob. Yeah. Send a email to President Biden. Boob. He also says the mayor says a congresswoman named Veronica Escobar did also urge him to Our, not declare a state of emergency. Boy, they're awful. Adding the White House has asked at this point for us not to do that, 
They'll work with us. Money through FEMA may be coming our way. What do you mean they'll work with us? Uh, Oscar Lesser uh, was the guy who uh, sent busloads of migrants to Chicago, remember? He was he doing did. exact. In fact, he sent twice as many as the governor, Greg Abbott, who was getting all the crap for it. They have relocated more than 10,000 migrants yeah. by bus to New York City since August. Two weeks ago, it was 7,000. They've That's, sent another 3,000. The Post says it's 10,000. Yeah, yeah, now it is. Sure, because because that was around the time of the Martha uh, Martha's Vineyard uh, commotion. Yeah, that might have been even three weeks ago. Yeah, and, that was late August or early September. Right. So now $300,000 a day they're spending to shelter, feed, and transport migrants. Yeah. Three hundred grand a day, El Paso's not that big. It's, I mean, it's a decent size, but it's not like that's... No, they be, have money. They're, they're going to go bankrupt. There's nowhere to get the money. It doesn't exist. 700 migrants were arriving a day back in August and early September. 700 a day. In, in, yeah, in El Paso. So, I mean, you do the math on that, that's 20,000 a month. 20, where oh. do you put 20,000 new people a month and you got to pay for it? Oh, them? no, that number's old. The number eventually reached 2,100 a day, but last week dropped down to 1,600 a day, according to their own website right. on the city. So 2,100 a day is over 60,000 a month. And you got to give them all meals? Between and April shelter. and mid-September, 62,000 migrants crossed the border to El Paso alone. I, I cannot believe how obedient political people are. If, if, I'm, are. if I'm running a town and, my, and the dopey president of the party I belong to does this to me, I'd be screaming every night for hours on every station that would have me. I would never stop screaming. I'd be standing outside with a bullhorn yelling 24 hours a day to stop this. Man, people are just compliant and obedient. Now, I uh, I don't understand. Cal I, Matters. Uh, look, Cal Matters, is uh, they cover California government and policy. Uh, they ran a story today wondering why Dippity Doo did not show up to greet President Biden when he arrived for his three-day trip to Southern California last week. Uh, Padilla showed up, the senator, Garcetti, Karen Bass, Congresswoman Katie Porter and Ted Lieu all oh showed my up. Oh, God. Boy, they should have been put in a boat. They... <laughs> wow, what a crew that is, huh? Um, wow, why is California all uh, all screwed up? Gee, why could that be? So Look at that. Woo. Officially, that you smells. can guess what Newsom's people said. Oh, he had a scheduling conflict. No, he didn't. He's lying. He's huh. lying. You know what? Biden is his opponent. Newsom's going to run against Biden. That's yeah, did what... you see? We didn't cover this, but Newsom, in all of his talking about national politics, said something that... Biden's a nice guy, but he comes from the old days. We got to change the way we're oh. approaching the opposing party, the Republicans. All right, here, here's the limb I'm climbing out on. He's going to run in 2024, not 2028, and he's going to run whether Biden runs or not. Oh wow, you're going for that idea? Yeah, yeah I think he is. And so, especially he if things continue the way they are, he doesn't want any more any more photo ops of him and Biden hugging. No more video of him praising Biden for all the good work he's doing. You're right. That yeah. is part of the strategy. Then he would not appear with him. He's got to treat Biden like he would treat Trump. All right. Opponent. Guy I got to beat. I'll have to do anything I can to beat it. I'm not going to help out. I'm not going to be polite. I wouldn't. But I want to, because Biden is unwanted by two thirds of his own party. This yeah. is the year. If you're a Democrat, this is the year you run. And I, 30 years ago, I remember. 
Um, Bill Clinton was completely unknown as the Arkansas governor, right? He's very young, unknown. Mario Cuomo, the governor of New York, was supposed to run. He had the nomination in hand if he ran. He famously had two planes waiting for him at the state capitol in Albany, and he was going to take one plane uh, if he announced he was running, and he was going to take another plane and go home if he wasn't running. And he decided right. the last minute not to run. Now it's wide open. And a lot of a lot of other candidates thought Cuomo had it in the bag. I'm not going to run. I'm not taking him on. Clinton was one of the few who said, you know what, I'm going to run anyway, no matter what Cuomo decides. And so he had his campaign already rolling before Cuomo's decision. And look what he got out of it. When there is just – becoming president is extremely difficult – and there's a very narrow window. And a lot of guys have missed their moment. Like Chris Christie, had he run in uh, 2012 against Obama? He might have had a shot, yeah. He, he waited till 2016, and Trump stole stole his act. See, right. if I was Newsom, I'd go now. Because you are not going to get a weaker candidate than Joe Biden trying to run for re-election. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. You'll hear another keyword coming up at around 420. We're not done. There'll be another one at 520. Chances to win. Multiply here on KFI. Exciting news? No? Mm-hmm. Sure. All right. Coming up after uh, 4 o'clock, Jennifer Newsom is involved in the Harvey Weinstein case. He faces charges here in Los Angeles after already being convicted in New York and sentenced to a long prison term. They're dragging him out here to face justice for the uh, case of several women who claim they were sexually assaulted by the former big-time Hollywood uh, producer Harvey Weinstein. The connection to Jennifer Newsom, the wife of Gavin Newsom, took an interesting twist when the defense was asking that certain emails be allowed. By the way, Jennifer Newsom is uh, Jane Doe number four. She's one of the accusers in the criminal case against Harvey Weinstein here in California. We'll talk about what is the nature of those emails after the news at 5 o'clock. It's uh, rather interesting points the defense is making. We don't really give the defense in criminal cases much. Uh, but uh, no, they, but this, this embarrasses Gavin Newsom. So. It does, and that's, that's what's fun. important. <laughs> that's the real uh, purpose of the... Uh, NBC News slash Telemundo. Did a poll, and you know, I'm looking at the story on the NBC News site. They're, they're progressive, by the way. They're probably the worst of the three networks. I visit yeah, all are. the websites. Oh, they are. And I do. I find NBC News, like USA Today, they're horrible. Yeah. They're out there just like the Times, the Washington Post, you name it. So I saw two stories on this yesterday. I only have one in front of me today about polling Latinos on socialism. Here's the headline from NBC News. Latino voters have varying views of socialism, new poll show. However, it's not too long when you scroll down. 41% negative, just 23% positively. There's some variance to that if you really want to pull it, but it's mostly negative. And people are looking at this and wondering if that's what's going on in certain places like Texas. Some Latino, actually Trump oh, no. did fairly well there. And they had a big upset where a Republican female Latino uh, got ourselves a con- if, congressional if, position. You know, on the whole, uh, Latinos are going to vote Republican in greater percentages than they ever have, and it's not even going to be close. And I think That's woke politics happen. is the reason yeah, why because uh, they're they're understanding it and looking at it as, oh, this is socialism. I don't I don't like this. Hispanic culture doesn't want to hear about uh, transgenders. 
They they don't want to hear about abortion all day. They don't want to hear about. They don't like the any, cancel culture. No, no. What they want, uh, they they want better paying jobs to feed their families. Uh, and inflation the, hits them hardest. If you make the case that Latinos have lower incomes, my God, gas prices and yeah, food prices. That's what's that's what's that's right. the subject in the household every night. That's why all these woke progressives are no friend of Latino families. No friend at all. You know, but the, the theory was families, the families can't afford electric cars. But isn't the theory that that the woke progressives will distribute the money? They'll they'll grab taxes they from rich want, people and hand it out to the poorer not, people. Not middle class blue collar people. These guys, these people are like my dad. They don't want a handout from the government. That's embarrassing. For most men, it is embarrassing to have the government send money to to take care of your family. I'd never want that. My dad would never want that. What do what, you think he worked 12 hours overnight, six nights a week because he, he it was a good time? No, because what's the alternative? The alternative is we're on welfare and living in a, in a tenement apartment. I mean, I mean, I uh, people, immigrants for the most part have a lot of pride, and 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 they're not into these these giveaways. If, uh, anybody who's into giveaways are they're loser people, and a lot of get immigrants didn't come here. You don't walk twenty five hundred miles through the desert to be a loser. <laughs> well, I wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, so. Predictably, the places where there's the most negative views of Latinos of socialism were Texas and Florida. Republicans made gains in those states among Latino voters. It's a uh, minus 26 in Florida, minus 27 in Texas. But here in California, it's only 17. So we have some work to do out here with the Latino voters. uh, You know, you're going to sell socialism to somebody who just uh, ran that 2,500 miles from Venezuela? Yeah. Uh, oh, how well, about, how about in the, Florida, one of the reasons is there's a lot of Cubans right. who are considered Latino, and they don't like socialism. Obviously, Castro and all that communism, they view socialism very negatively. You, but because it's horrible. It's a horrible system. In fact, 60% in the poll, only 12% held and, positive views, Cubans in Florida. If anybody had a brain in their heads, you'd vote against every single progressive candidate that pushes this socialism crap. It's very destructive to a society. It's terrible. Unfortunately, what's happening in the city of L.A. is we've got two on the city council. We have one. We're going to have two more, potentially. There actually are. They call them, they're part of the Democrat Socialist Party. Yeah. That's their uh, affiliation. So People got to vote. And they're all Latino, all um, three. I'm telling you, if, you, if, if all— Well, no, the, Nithya Raman's not Latino. She's from India. If but all anyway. the men and women who work for a living in those districts went out and voted, the socialists wouldn't have a chance. The socialist candidates are the the kings and queens of the loser class who don't want to work, who want free stuff. All right. When we come back, well, the Harvey Weinstein case is coming around to Southern California, L.A. in court, sex assault. A number of women have accused him of sexually assaulting them. One of them is Jane Doe number four, who happens to be the wife of Gavin Newsom, Jennifer Newsom. And we have a new development. The defense has submitted... Uh, what they think should be included in the trial emails between Weinstein and Jennifer Newsom. We'll tell you what's in them. John and Ken, KFI, AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. 
Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for for complete terms.